0: If you're an Android user searching for the perfect way to listen to your podcast as you head out to Camp Crystal Lake, check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. There's thousands of good reviews, so you don't have to take my word for it. Check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Hey folks, this is a bit of an unusual episode situation we've got here. So what you're listening to right now is Friday the 13th part two, part one, our normal Trip and Andrew episode where we go through the, sh- the uh, movie and talk about it. Uh, but we had a cool guest this week, Ted Gagan, a filmmaker. And we uh, had planned only to only speak with Ted for a short time, given his schedule. He, didn- he wasn't going to... Um, have the time to hang out with us for a full recording. So he offered to hang out with us for a little bit, and we said, that sounds great, and we'll record an interview with uh, with you, and we'll, we'll splice it in as we go through the movie. Uh, turns out we were having a really good time, and uh, we talked for much longer than anticipated. So instead of doing that, which I think would turn this into like a two and a half hour mega episode Spectacle. that would probably scare some, yes, um, we'll do our normal thing here. Uh, and then on the other episode, it will be an interview with Ted about his sort of history with the Friday 13th franchise, why he likes part two so much and his pitch for a Friday sequel. So uh, it's a really fun, cool interview. Uh, he was really super kind to spend so much time with us and we had a blast talking to him. So check that out. The other episode that is in your feed today, and you can hear that, uh, after or before this one i guess there's really not a spoiler issue it's not <laughs> we don't uh, it's not like we uh, you know could ruin anything so listen in any order you please but a double dose of Friday the 13th uh, and a huge thanks again to to Ted for for joining us there welcome to dissecting the 80s i am triplano one half of the mega podcasting powers and with me as always is my tag team partner a man who knows That if you kill the mother of a deranged lunatic who's been feral in the woods for a decade, you're going to have a bad time. The Macho Mandrew. Andrew Leno, A very specific lesson to have learned. Very specific lesson. Uh, I also want to say this is not necessarily relevant to what's happening now, but I'm... Pretty sure a big thunderstorm is about to roll in, so there might be some cool, spooky thunderclaps in the background, which I feel will be perfect for this podcast episode recording. Yes, yes. Um, We're doing a a summertime horror movie, which is not normal for us, but was mostly because we got the chance to interview Ted and I am always up for a Friday the 13th movie. But also the more I sat and thought about it, summer camps, you know, horror movie, summertime, it all felt okay. Yeah, it all felt okay to me. So this is part two where we are playing a weird little hopscotch with the Friday the 13th filmography, which is odd because I believe it has the most 80s entries of all of the big three.
1: It does. And it also has the most like traditionally, I believe it's got like the most traditionally linear structure of like sequel structure of any of the, the yes. made franchises.
0: Yeah, no, there's not like a hard left turn reboot in the middle. It's just pretty much Jason does a lot of killing, although we'll get into it with Ted a little bit, but he does eventually die and become a supernatural entity, but it doesn't like retcon itself
1: the way the other franchises tend yeah. to. More time jumping than you than, than I remembered.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's like, very part true. Part eight takes
1: place after the year 2000.
0: Yeah, I did. I did. For eight, wait, is eight Manhattan? Eight's Manhattan.
1: Okay, I did forget about that.
0: So I guess maybe that's where they get weird in the timeline.
1: But you but everything. that's the thing, you know. If you don't know that, it doesn't change anything. Like you're not confused about why things are, like, are the way they are. Right. Right. You know. You know. Yeah. That. Why is everyone dressed like it's nineteen eighty seven? Looking at you, no? Marvel. Yeah. You miss yeah. one movie and you're just like, whoa! Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a twenty-four part
0: movie uh, episodic movie series akin to a television program cool cool except way longer and more expensive get out anyway we're not here to clown on marvel we're here to talk about uh the most consistent of the big horror franchises from the 80s friday the 13th so we watched part two and you know what that means we're gonna go back
1: we're gonna go dissect the 80s it's your not adi compliant staircase something's gonna happen with your not adi compliant staircase when the mega
0: powers explode I'm talking about the 8080s oh, yeah. Great Scott Cream of the crop
1: oh, 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 yeah.
0: Mega powers yeah When this baby hits 88 miles per hour You're gonna see some serious shit
1: Without an accent that was your Not ADA compliant staircase <laughs> uh we start with this uh creepy itsy bitsy spider kid. Real It was a good
0: start. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not I was what like, I would expect. I don't have remember. Th-
1: I forgot that this was like so it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh and then maybe Jason's boots, we see, maybe not. Uh turns out no. Uh, but this is the uh mother mama voorhees intro. Uh, and it's another movie that respects its audience enough to to show it and just uh you know give you the quick
1: recap of what you missed. Yeah. It it's funny cuz it's just the second one. It's not even yeah. like we're way deep in like in the weeds. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not a whole
0: lot to have asked people to have seen part 1 before coming to part 2.
1: And it's not like they were they were only like a year or two apart, I think. It Was 80 and 82. I like- think it's
0: I think it's 80 and 82. Yeah, but the rest of them it's 83, 80, 40. like they're just Almost coming back to back to back to back. Yeah. So uh, we run through the dead friends a <laughs> oh, real quick, like here's, here's all the, it's, it's an in memoriam uh, montage from, <laughs> from Jason one. And I, I it just, I occurred to me right now, an actual in memoriam now. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I was going to say. It just occurred to me now that they really ought to do like for the next, actually this year is 40 and 40 years of Jason. So somebody should cut like all of them and do like, you know, uh, in the arms of an angel or something like that.
1: You are the wind beneath my wings.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody ought to do that. Or maybe more appropriately would be Rebecca Black's Friday. <laughs> oh, but no, it has to be the like
1: dramatic trailer version.
0: Sure, yeah, you slow it down and, you know, 7 a.m., waking up in the morning, that kind of thing. Yes. Yes, I do know the words to the song. I'm not ashamed of it. The um, sequel to that song was written by a kid
1: who went to my high school. There's a sequel to Friday I yeah, don't it's feel called like Saturday. It's canon. It's called Saturday. I'm not. I don't think that's canon. No, she she and him wrote it together. Wait, Rebecca Black wrote it with the guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do I know this person? I don't think so. I think he was
0: between you okay. and me. Okay. Okay. By the way, just for clarifications, uh, this is 1981 actually. So, oh, it's, so it's one 80, year later. Yes, it's 80, 81, 82 for the first three, and then four, five, six are 84, 85, 86, and then. Uh, seven and eight are eighty-eight, eighty-nine. So this franchise pu- pumped out eight movies in ten years, which is you gotta respect the hustle. Yeah. I mean, truly, you got to respect the hustle. Um, and then the f- there was a four-year gap. We had the the Jason in the nineties, and then in ten years, Jason X, two thousand two, Freddy versus Jason 03, and the reboot in uh, two thousand. I didn't
1: know Jason X was 02. For some reason, I thought it was like ninety-nine.
0: No, it's 02 and it's also just like really unfortunate. I started to watch it really uh, fairly intru- recently. I, I it is a guilty pleasure, Jason X. When's a, wait, are you talking about Jason X or Jason versus Freddy? Jason X. Freddy versus Oh, okay. I was talking about Freddy versus no, Jason. No, Freddy versus which is Jason
1: like, um so I I watch the kill counts for that a couple occasionally, which to me is just enough of that movie.
0: It is like deeply homophobic and also pretty racist, which I was like, whoa, what are we doing here? I yeah. do not need to see Freddy Krueger saying mm, dark
1: meat at a black woman. That is not okay. Or Kelly Rowland call Freddy Krueger a faggot. Like, why? Yeah, no One, thanks. Don't why? need either of these things. This is
0: not what I need in this movie. It's one thing to have had that language in the '80s where it was culturally accepted, though I would I would obviously argue that it is not
1: okay then either. But it's no. a totally different thing in 2002 or three. Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, I love the idea of again, Freddy versus Jason is a great concept, but yeah, yeah, it's it's it was it was ruined well. by being 2003. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Uh, so anyway, after we get the dead friend montage, uh, we're fighting Mama Voorhees in the sand, and she cuts her head off with the the final girl uh, from the first movie, whose name just fell out of my head right Alice. now. Alice, thank you. Uh, right, cuts or is her Alice head this off with- movie. She cuts Mama Voorhees in any case, whatever her name is, I will check. Uh she cuts off. Carol Mama or Voorhees, whatever your name is. <laughs> she cuts off Mama Voorhees head with machete and it goes like slow it goes to slow-mo and it's like spinning around slowly. And I just love it's like the movie nudging you in the ribs, like hey look it's a machete, look guys, it's a machete. <laughs> uh it is Alice, you were correct. Uh I just love that though. Like, oh, let's take the time to really, really make sure
1: everybody gets what we're doing here. I love I, I love the music in this franchise, but it's it's not overstated, and it's one of those things. It's not I mean, it's not music you hum like it's not like The Shining or or um, Halloween or Exorcist, where you're kind of you can hum it and know what it means. But you hear Friday the Thirteenth music, and you know exactly what it is for sure. Because I I was in a pageant, uh, I won a pageant back in February. And the theme was camp, and so I decided to do a Camp Crystal Lake counselor, and we could pick our own music for that segment for the walk-around, and I was like, I don't, I was like, ooh, Friday the 13th music, and it was like, nope, nope, this does not work. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a crowded bar, uh, and this is a lot of
0: strings. Uh, it's, most of the Friday movies are Harry Manfredini, who I, I think I'm saying his name correctly. I think so. Who did, um, all of them except Manhattan and Freddie vs. Jason and the reboot, um, but he's a he's so a talented wait, he did, composer. He didn't
1: do Manhattan, but did do Correct. X and goes to hell. Yep. Wow. No, so I wonder why oh, he was like. Movies. I'll do. <laughs> he one did a movie seven. called Wolves of
0: Wall Street. Well, he did a movie called Wolves of Wall Street, and I was like, whoa, really? No, not him. But he also did the Friday Thirteenth game. Oh, which I was not a fan of, but that is not a movie, and so we are not going to talk about it on this podcast.
1: <laughs> also, there is just no way cutting back to the previously on segment. There is no way that fights like movie fights were as safe as they should have been in 1981. Definitely not. I'm watching these two like a grown woman, she's probably what, 60 something? Like she's a golden girl. P- Betsy, right? In age or age. in actuality. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably in her 60s. And like watching them fight with a with a with an oar and a machete and roll around and hit each other and I was just like this could not have been safe. You would think that they were both rubber, but that's still like easy to get injured on. Oh, yeah. It's also kind of a shame that Betsy did not care for these movies, that she was like, I don't get it.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not really. She's actually only 55 uh, at the time of making part two. So it's a more of a Wilford Brimley situation. (laughs) Um, Which also, though, makes sense because, like, in the first movie. We're not that far after Jason's death, if I recall correctly. And boy, I wish we were having this conversation with Ted and his encyclopedic knowledge of the franchises.
1: No, I think Uh, no, because uh, Jason died
0: in the 50s or 60s. Okay, that's right. Jason dies in 1958, and then the first movie happens. 1979 or eighty. There's actually some well, the con- movie the uh, yeah the actual movie comes out in eighty but I, I would buy either one of those years
1: yeah well I think I read online that 1979 didn't have a Friday the 13th in the, like there's a ver- there are very encyclopedic pages for this yeah 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 1979 didn't have a Friday the 13th in the summer there was an April and an August and people were like there's no way it's August so maybe it's April 1979 oh I would buy August why would, why are people throwing August in the trash because there's no campers. There's no I campers in, in part one. So, like, why are there no campers in mid-August? Mm, okay. Okay. But, like, and, April... I, I guess May- it could be
0: closing up camp. I don't know. I have no idea. And obviously the movie doesn't care. To tell tell Call me Call in, that. Ted. Tell us your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> yes, Ted. Fire up the tweet machine. Uh, but this movie jumps forward five years in time. So, technically, if the other movie is 1980, this one is 1984. Yeah, this already starts could ash- the
1: confusing timeline yeah, where... Yeah. Okay.
0: You are correct in the convolutedness. That is that is for sure true. Um we cut to Alice's house and there's like a little phone fright with mom and then we end up with this reverse psycho I gag in the loved shower. That.
1: Yeah. I thought that was pretty awesome myself. Well, especially so, because uh, she's so much of Friday the 13th one what made it so effective was that you it was a lot of POV stuff like Halloween.
0: Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm.
1: what you a lot of times when you don't see something but the camera's moving your brain goes oh i'm the killer right now right 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 and then the pullback and it's her pulling the pulling the shower curtain back being like i'm gonna shower now (laughs) yeah i like that a lot but this leads to
0: her searching the apartment and a really good jump scare with the cat that legitimately got me i'd forgotten about that one and culmination of this is of course mama Voorhees' head inside
1: the refrigerator there's a website called Dinosaur Dracula that actually
0: yeah great website
1: free- freeze framed the moment with her head in the fridge and broke down what products were in there <laughs> and like also was like oh so this is a uh, this is Wonder Bread and there was like a and a little picture of an 80s you know cutout of a mag- of a circular for Wonder Bread and stuff like that that's delightful
0: she gets killed with a temple. Uh, th- with an all through the temple. And it is the first of several just really gnarly deaths in this movie. Like, really, like, most of these are so over the top, they're borderline funny. These, a couple of them are like, ooh, this is like brute. It's like real slow, and she's yeah. all struggling. I think it's, in the first, what I'm looking in the for the first
1: two, they weren't doing the fun. There's some fun in this one, I would argue, but, but it's the couple it, like of later like, they ooh. really just leaned into the silly. Yeah, I like would, by I Freddy would versus Jason, that. he's folds the dude in half like a taco in a trundle. Right, right,
0: right, right. I mean, there's the one in the late, one of the later sequels with the kids in the sleeping bag, and they like hit the sleeping bag against the tree. Oh, that one's Jason X. Well, he does it so in it, Jason X, but it is a it is a callback to him doing it in another movie in the franchise, and they also do it in the remake. Yeah,
1: I think originally they wanted it to be a like pick up one and beat the other with it. But yeah, they couldn't yeah. figure out the logistics, so they made it one swing against a tree, which like ended up being more scary.
0: Yeah, I would I would argue that. The other one sounds like it would
1: be kind of funny, frankly. Yeah. And then we get a title explosion for some reason. We
0: do, yeah. It's it's kind of baffling, but it is a nice bit of score from the aforementioned Banfredini over the credit sequence. It's a long, long stretch of credits. It's a real, well, we got to get to 88 minutes. How can we find three minutes? And in we
1: already this? put it previously on yeah exactly um
0: great shot a of payphone
1: pla- oh i was gonna say we get a good license plate that says we're in new jersey baby yeah yeah both of those things are true um i
0: just i you know anytime you catch a payphone on screen it's, it's an exciting time uh and yes it is this is a jersey ass movie that is for but sure filmed
1: in connecticut well yeah of course but the attitude i'm speaking of yeah. here And then it's an actual Exxon station. It's not just like gas. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think it was a situation where they like knocked on the door of this proprietor and were like, can we film your gas station? He was like, I don't care. And they gave him 20 bucks. you know. (laughs) Or it was like, we're going to be here for two days. Our crew is going to be buying drinks and snacks all the time. And he was like, yeah, that sounds great to me. (laughs) It was in an era when you probably didn't have to call Exxon corporate like that would have been good enough. Like, well, Jerry at the filling station said it was fine. So that's
1: very true. Um,
0: so they tow the car of our protagonists and they're just like running down the street chasing it. And it turns out to be a gag. And I was like, man, I told like I, it had been a long time since I watched this one. I remember of course that we taught, we did it in our episode on part three. There's the one guy whose whole shtick is like, I'm doing gags. Yeah. But now watching this, I'm wondering if it was a situation where it was like somebody saw part two and was writing part three and was like well there's got to be gags in it so i'll just make a whole character
1: whose whole deal is gags yeah that's very true but i don't think there's there's only like two i think there's only two gags in this movie
0: right right i just thought it was interesting like i didn't remember any and this is this is a pretty big one
1: yeah but again so this is another like prank that is I, i i think i would be fine with because it's resolved within a, like two minutes. Right. There's no, like, he has to go down to the, the DMV, whatever. Right. Like he turns right, right. the corner, and his friend's are like, haha, we got you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like that is that like the guy is taking it down from the truck actively at that moment. It was like, Oh, I just want to mess with you And she said he could do it. And I was like, okay. Like, yes. One of the very, like, as long as everybody laughs at the end, it's a prank. Otherwise you're being mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the problem. Like most internet pranks are the second thing. Exactly. Um, did you notice the guy who is pulling the prank has just the widest belt loops I've ever seen? Like not height of belt, but width along the pants. No, I didn't notice that. So, like you know, your standard pair of jeans or w- pants with belt loops—it's like about a yeah, yeah, or like a pen maybe. These are like three inches wide.
1: I've definitely in my in my costuming experience, I've definitely seen pants like that. I just didn't notice that they were here too.
0: I would see that as like something in a costume where you're like trying to kind of hide the bell and like maybe you need to like make it not obvious that the character is wearing one for some obvious costuming reason. But these are just like a pair of short shorts this guy has on.
1: Yeah, it is so it is that it is that late 70s early 80s costume vibe that I am super into. Sure. Especially this woman who we find
0: we meet momentarily. I was like, oh, Andrew probably would wear this exact outfit uh, after they find the camp sign, which of course is like, you know, you got to find the camp sign. It's a Crystal Lake movie. Mm-hmm. She's wearing this Mickey Mouse cutoff T-shirt and shorts and just like bouncing all over the place <laughs> Yes,' she the is. kindest way I can put it. And I was like, wow, this person's only in this movie to be naked. I am sure of this. The great bra shortage of
1: the 80s 80 81 yeah they just they just stopped making them they also so all the shorts are short like they are like three inch inseam shorts on everybody and it's great yeah it's an equal equal opportunity gam sh- movie i this love is it just gams and gams and gams but one of them is a cargo short that short i did <laughs> notice that i literally <laughs> was like i was like they made cargo shorts that short
0: <laughs> it, I I was trying to think of the logistics. Like your inner pocket is probably the length of the whole pant leg, and which means like your pocket on the outside is on top of the pocket on the inside. It's like a lighter. And all I could think of, you could put yeah, a lighter yeah. in there, and that's it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, uh, the woman who's jogging in the Mickey Mouse t-shirt and short shorts, she immediately gets shot in the butt by in this by a
1: slingshot from this Joaquin Phoenix discount guy. Who, so, like I said, everyone's in three-inch shorts, like, all thigh, all day, except for Scott, who is wearing full jeans, boots, yes. and a black
0: button-up. Yep, yep. Well, he has to, you know, put himself in a commanding position of authority.
1: Yeah, but, like, that's what he wears the whole movie. He doesn't do it in the beginning and then sort of, like, everyone, he dresses down with everyone. I'm like, you're melting. I know you're hot in that. Oh, for sure. He's like a European. yes exactly just like don't wear
0: shorts i don't know this is not like crass americanism like just european folks don't really wear shorts yeah um but i love that uh also uh sorry i wrote this down and didn't see it uh very specific reference here but the discount joaquin phoenix guy who shoots the woman in the butt with the slingshot also is sort of like a dollar store version of the guy who's the lead singer of the band in that thing you do
1: that's too deep of a cut for me.
0: Yeah, it's a deep cut. It's a deep deep cut. We're we're on the B side of the B side here, but for anybody uh who has not seen this movie but has seen that one. Hmm. Uh yeah, but w- so we're doing um counselor training and my favorite part of this is he starts rattling off like what the things are going to be and it's like first aid, swimming,
1: survival training and I was like, "Wait, survival training? What are you planning on doing at this camp?" Well, I think I think it could be like, you know, building a fire with with like two sticks and a, and a shell or whatever a shell no that's what no, you, you put the shell on top <laughs> and then you have the, the the stick like a like a bow and arrow wrapped around it sure um i'm not sure there are a lot of shells at this lake is the problem the lake uh feeds into manhattan remember that
0: <laughs> that's true so that's true
1: who knows what's in that lake I imagined I was recently playing this
0: uh, shark video game, Man Eater, and I, I there's so a bit bad. where you, you can like hop out of the water onto land, and there's a series of things you have to do in which you're like hopping from pond to pond, and all I can think of was the boat in Jason Goes to Manhattan <laughs> or Jason Takes Manhattan having like a hold on everyone, as he jumps from pond to, to like, pond. Everybody, hold on, and all the seats start rumbling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I was like, oh, man. And then they would spray you with the water as you splash down repeatedly. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that was lovely. They're just like, you're never going to be more than 150 meters from your campsite. But if you
1: manage to uh, get lost in that that distance, we will have you covered. He also says, he's talking about like bear safety, and it's like, women, keep clean during your menstrual cycle. And I was like, (laughs) wow, we really knew that little? Like in 1980, <laughs> we knew that little. It's
0: actually true. Is it? Yeah, well, yeah. Women who are
1: having their period are more
0: attractive to bears. That is that is a fact. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: I thought that I, was I mean, like a I, fake. Like when they say that about sharks, which I'm pre- which has been debunked.
0: But I, m-
1: maybe it's not true for sharks. But I mean, you are the I, one. You are the more uh, national park guy. So I will defer to you on this one. Yeah, I feel like. OK,
0: so this has not been completely answered, but uh, there is no evidence that they're overly attracted to women on their period versus other things. So I guess I got some bad information. I'm, I'm glad I uh, I'm glad, glad I this came up. Yeah, no, I've I've learned a thing. I said something very authoritatively and then immediately was like, you don't know that <laughs> answer. You're just saying it confidently. That is a big no, no, buddy. Uh, so,
1: yeah, no, the food thing is definitely. Oh, true, yeah. The, he, the does, he does. He's like, he
0: got to yeah yeah
1: and we get a check off child psychology yeah this is also a weird one for counselors but it was very interesting but well no she wasn't teaching she's not teaching she's just like he just makes fun of her because she has a she's getting a degree in child psychology
0: yes and uh right at around this i don't know if it's Happened already, but one of the women walking up to, or maybe it's like, I don't know if it's a man or a woman actually. One of the counselors in this scene has a t shirt on that just says Balakin. Yeah, I, don't I wrote know that if down. You that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, oh, representing our, our neck of the woods. Bella. Uh, so we, we go to a campfire and we get the, hey, let me explain Jason to you, which is done so well in this movie that part four literally just picks up this whole scene and drops it into their movie. Really? Yep. There's a there's a the previously on Jason montage in part 4 just includes this scene it's just like <laughs> I'm
1: going to clip and clip and paste there we go It's this is what we learned that it's been 5 years since the first movie which is like kind right. of a weird choice
0: Yeah no it's it is it, it is odd and then the other thing that I I really found interesting is and uh I meant to bring this up when we were talking to Ted and and he he made this point a little bit, but so this is the camp in this movie is like across the lake from Camp
1: Crystal Lake or, or some distance from it. Yeah, I think I, I wrote that down later that we're not at Camp Crystal Lake, we're across right. from Camp Crystal Lake.
0: But that is the plot of like every kids' movie, summer camp, slobs v snobs movie, right? It's always like there's the camp we're at, which is where the losers are, and then across the lake, there's either the cool kids or the athletes or the, the ch- you know, whatever they the are. girls' the, camp. The, the, the rich camp, the girls camp. Yeah. Whatever it is, is always the camp across the lake. Like, um, I believe it's heavyweights where they're at the fat camp. The camp across the lake is like a jock camp. And then they have to have like a big. I thought it was a girls camp because they have the dance. They do have the dance, but okay. Am I. Or Maybe there's like three lakes. Mixed up? Or
1: maybe there's three is camps. The,
0: is the end of heavyweights. The, like, competition where, like, some of it is athletic, some of it is go-kart driving, some of it is, like, trivia. I remember distinctly the British kid knowing all of the American vice presidents and just, like, poning the jock guy. And I swear it's heavyweights. It's weight. been so long since
1: I've... Is that on Disney Plus? Probably. Uh, it's been so long since I've seen heavyweights. I, re- I remember the middle where, the, where they have the dance with the girls across the lake and the candy stash. And that's kind of it. Okay.
0: I'm almost positive there's a jock camp across the lake, because that's what I kept thinking about That it was sounds like, right. If, if this is, like, <laughs> in this scenario, it's like, we've got our camp full of kids, and across the lake we have a murderer camp. <laughs> and it's just, it's like Jason teaching a bunch of psychos. That's like the, the worst version of a pickup artist class that you've ever seen. Jason, Jason teaching Jason's a like, bunch
1: of Damien's and rodents. Yeah, yeah. Children of it's the Damned.
0: like, dam. how, how to make your fort. And it's like Jason with a hammer and nails and just like <laughs> pounding. And that's that's how he got, we see later in the movie, his thumb, he's got that big uh, blood blister under his yeah. thumb. It's like Jason was do, teaching a class on fort building and he whacked his thumb
1: with a hammer. Or one of the kids hit him.
0: Yeah, it could have been that. It could have been that.
1: Um, and we get a, a fun prank again. The second and last of the movie. Yeah, this prank less fun to me. I would not laugh very hard at this prank. I mean, it's just a—it's less of a prank and more of a scare, which I think right. are conflated in today's world. Yes. Um, uh, Mark the trickster kind of pops out with a spear and all dressed up like uh, I don't know in fur, like a caveman. He's he, he's wearing a fur over top of him,
0: like. Uh, like, it felt like a Bob's Burgers bit to me, honestly. Like, something I could see Gene doing where he'd, like, put his hands in the wolf hands and the wolf head over his. And yeah. Like, I am the king of the forest
1: now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is nice. And then, of course, this, this leads to. Oh, no. Uh, was it wasn't Mark. I said, I wrote, I saw the word mask and thought Mark. It's not Mark.
0: Oh, right. Right. Um. But <laughs> so this story is all like Jason is alive out there. They do this big jump scare. And then, like, the camp the head of the camp stands up he's like all right all right all right we had our fun this is just a story it's all bullshit ignore it if the kids start telling it make sure you tell them that they're
1: gonna get themselves scared and nobody is allowed to talk about it anymore
0: <laughs> right right uh we cut inside for the like okay we've had our campfire let's hang out some more bits and i love uh this this character i, I, I didn't do names
1: here. Well, enough, I do. Who, just, who is it? And I'll tell you who it is.
0: Well, I know she's the one who's dunking on Paul in chess. And I believe Paul's the camp owner. Is it Ginny? Maybe it's Ginny, but she's like, absolutely. He's like real smug man. She's the like, lead. Well, yeah. It's, it's Ginny. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, well, you see, you know, I'm going to move my queen here and that puts you in check. And she goes like clunk checkmate. And he's like, what? And he looks down at
1: the board and she just like walks away. I just loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, we get an excellent, there's a lot of great shadow work in this movie. Yes. Where it's just a shot of the outside and it's very like Nosferatu. Like you just see the shadow of Jason walk across the, um, the front of the cabin. Mm -hmm. A real weird moment between Ginny and Paul where he like busts into her cabin and like grabs her. And for a moment you're like, Ooh, and then she's into it and you're like, Hmm. They're having like a secret affair in which
0: Paul's fetish is just getting absolutely pwned in chest. Yes.
1: Uh, oh, we forgot Crazy Ralph is here. He tried to warn right, the kids not right. to show up to the camp. Uh, right, you gotta have a Crazy Ralph if you're gonna have a slasher movie. And then uh, Crazy Ralph gets garroted with barbed wire, which is a rough way. Yeah, to go.
0: this one is also really gnarly. It's not. It's there's no fun in this murder. <laughs> the,
1: well, they. Uh, I think it's part four, maybe it's three or four, where he garrots someone again, but this time with a leather belt. It's the. It's it's the. Right. It's whatever one has the um, smiley face in the tree moment.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You're definitely right. But that one is more absurd. You know what I mean? Yes. Like a leather belt is more ridiculous. Um. So we're running in the woods, and uh, there's my favorite edit of this movie. Well, one of two, but this one is my f- is the better of the two. I think we're looking for this lost dog, and. Uh, the, the character's like calling for her dog and calling for her dog and calling for a dog. And then we see the dog go running by, like toward where Jason is, and it cuts immediately from the dog to hot dogs cooking on the grill, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh man, this rules. This is so good. <laughs> um, and she immediately, like, someone's like, hey, come back for lunch. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, immediately
1: just, just ditches her search for her lost dog to go eat a hot dog. We also see a very tiny chainsaw and it's like, hey. Look at this. Might My- bet we'll see that later. And then I. This is also what I noticed. I was like, there are ten counselors here, maybe twelve, and mm-hmm. this is a, like a counselor training session. So, but like, there's twelve counselors. This isn't profitable. Who's pay? Like, are are camps sending their counselors? Are people going to be tra- like, I want to be a counselor, so train me? Like, what do we think that is? Well, I mean. Feeding these folks for
0: like a weekend
1: before the kids come isn't much of a big deal. But they're not all from one. Ca- it's not one. I don't. It's not explained that they're one camp. They they are here oh, I'd, training to I'd, be counselors at a counselor training seminar. See I I didn't get that
0: at all. I got that this was a bunch of counselors that he hired because he says he's like, some of you, this is your first summer, some of you have been counselors for a long time. yada, yada, yada. So I got the impression it was like he's opening a new camp and he hired a bunch of experienced counselors. therefore they have like they have worked at other camps, but they are now working for him.
1: Maybe I, I, I it's I, I, I watched it a couple weeks ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's the impression that I got anyway. Um. speaking of Chekhov's this is a total aside and I'll be quick about it but I recently watched the Black Christmas from last year oh yeah I heard it was meh I I liked it I, It's a, there's some parts of it that I thought were a little heavy handed but it was, it was, I thought it was cool it was like an interesting feminist take on horror but there's this shot early in the movie where you see this crystal unicorn with a horn that's like 17 inches long and like razor sharp pointed yeah. and I was like oh sweet like the first Chekhov's one. unicorn
1: is there a unicorn? I don't remember Yeah, unicorn. she gets stabbed with the glass unicorn in the first one.
0: I thought it was an icicle. Okay, well then it was a reference to that movie. But any I that I, I missed that then. I that that's on me. But it was this like huge unicorn that was in the shot for like just long enough and I was like, "Oh man, someone's going to get it with that unicorn." And then you see it happen for like a flash of a second like kind of in the background of a scene and I was like, "Oh man, you can't that's, you can't check offs and then like put it in the background. That's Come fun. on, movie?" Yeah. Anyway, um, some of the kids uh, sneak off from swimming, and the redhead is A lot is of great there. 80s bathing suits. Yes, yes. Very short. Uh, what is that called? The leg length? The inseam. Inseam, inseam. Very short inseams. A lot of thighs. A lot of thighs. Um, Skies out, thighs I, out.
1: The redhead is like wearing a colander. I, like sort of in a Jughead way. I didn't catch that. Is he the prankster? Yeah, yeah. He's like ripped. Yeah, was he like, is Whoa, very muscular. We top off, and this happened, because so far I think Mark and Scott are the hottest. And then he took a shirt off, and I was like, "Oh, hey,
0: yeah." There's a bunch of really uh, fairly ripped for 1981 guys in this one, uh, but these two characters. So we got Jeff and we got Sandra. They're they're uh, they're looking for Crystal Lake, and then they eventually are. Sort of chased by Jason, maybe, and they stumble across the dog, which is like, ugh, barely anything left of it, yeah. kind of situation. And we get kind of a Raimi esque run through the woods shot. Yeah, yeah, we do. But um they're looking at this very clearly dead dog, and he's like, What is it? And she's like, I don't know.
1: And the two of them are like baffled at trying to figure well, out what I think animal They figure out within a few minutes that it's the dog, Muffy. Maybe, but they're maybe, but they're never like super
0: declarative about like, oh, this is this is our friend's dog. Oh, I that thought we they were some time with. I I don't believe so because he uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't I don't believe that they
1: definitively identify Muffy. Um, they get grabbed by the sheriff because they're they find his hut right, or is are they just on Crystal Lake yeah, property? and The sheriff. I, is I, like, I get think out of here. they're at I think they're at the hut, but not in the hut. Um, because the sheriff shows up and he's like, "Hey, you kids." And he takes them back to their uh, counselor training seminar. And he's like, would you knock it off? And there's like a really delightful
0: dick measuring contest between this sheriff and Paul where there's like, <laughs> at the end of it, the sheriff's like, they're not going to be punished. And Paul turns to his assistant, uh, Ginny, and he's like, make sure they don't get double desserts tonight.
1: <laughs> I thought that was so good. But this, this, this cop is like, hey. Basically like, hey, we're letting you host a camp counselor training seminar at the same lake where there were vicious murders five years ago and a kid drowned 25 years before that. I think you can give me a little respect when I ask your counselors (laughs) not to go over to the murder site. That seems real easy. You know, what you just said there was interesting to me because if this
0: movie takes place in 1981 when it is set, Mm -hmm. that puts the Camp Crystal Lake Jason stuff In 1976, which is like 21 years after Jason drowned, which I would believe.
1: No, it's five years after
0: Camp Crystal Lake one, which would be 1980. Right. That movie came out in 1980. But I was saying based on the timeline that you just said, pulling numbers out of thin air would make the first movie take place in 1976. Oh, which would make sense. It would be about 20 years after Jason drowned
1: Hmm. anyway. And then the sheriff gets killed. Well,
0: okay, he does, but I do want to talk about the lights on the sheriff's car are the biggest police type lights I have ever seen in anything in my entire life. It looks like he beheaded the Great Gazoo from the Flintstones (laughs) and put his bubble head, like two of them, on top of his car. It's bonkers. It's like taller like by almost double the height of like a domino's or papa john's and light sign you see a pizza delivery guy yeah. put on top of his car it's like double the height of that <laughs> and then like double the width it's it's a solid
1: 24 inches high off the top of his car I've, if he goes fast enough the thing could take off it'd be like a <laughs> little wing or they're just gonna get knocked backwards into whoever's driving behind him exactly this seems insane i could not believe how big they were uh, you, we, if we can find
0: it, we should do a screen grab of that and put our heads on it for the, our, for this <laughs> for episode the, for the- because
1: that is how absurd it is. But uh, Jason gets in by pretending to, by doing a bigfoot and like running, like he sees him like on the side of the road running, and he takes off after him.
0: Yeah, he sees like this burlap masked man running through the woods and and takes off. Uh, he goes into Jason's shack, actually, and they mm-hmm. do a little bit of a cat and mouse before
1: he gets just a gnarly kill with the hammer. Oh, God. Um, so we cut back to the counselors and some of them decide to go into town for the night, which just so might save thi- their life.
0: This is why I think the uh, counselors are working for him, because this is pitched as like... A last night in town before the kids arrive and you're not allowed to do this anymore kind of thing.
1: Oh, that's fair. I was thinking it more like it's your like, hey, last night of this, like last night of fun before the, the session's over tomorrow or, or whatever. And then but again, I don't know
0: they head into town the redhead by the way is named ted i yeah that I, because we talked about ted with ted the mickey mouse girl is now wearing a cut off long sleeve shirt so it's like a long sleeve sort of like thermal looking thing but cut off just under her breasts and i'm like what is the end goal of this outfit i have i have crop hoodies i have long sleeve crops Do you wear them for fashionable reasons, one would assume? This girl is, like, putting on something warm to take a stroll in the chill of the summer evening. Well, she also needs to
1: make sure her nipples are prominent before her swim.
0: Yeah, you can literally see all of this girl Mm -hmm. before she takes her clothes off, which she does. And this movie has absolute full frontal nudity multiple times. But you can see this girl's every bit of her whole body before she takes her clothes off.
1: It's like a comic book, like a female comic book character. How their clothes are just painted on.
0: Yes, and and so we cut from this to the crew arriving at the uh, at the bar where they're it gonna hang out. It says
1: casino, which confused
0: It does me. say casino. Yes, it does. Um, but the thing about this that I found so delightful is they make like a huge deal about like, oh, we only have two cars, so there's not that much space, and there is like nine people just sitting in the back of the pickup truck. Like any number of people could have gone in there. Yeah, like, it's this very. Fu- I don't like, know why that happened. So we cut back and this is the the full frontal uh, with uh, this this actress who is about to get it from Jason. Uh, and we cut from her to the. So at this point, we have a small group left behind to sort of guard the camp.
1: Yeah, um, I think we got five people.
0: Yeah, five. Feels it's right. Mark
1: and his paramour, the couple and then the skinny dipping girl.
0: Right, and, and Mark is, we haven't mentioned before, Mark is the cast member who is in a wheelchair And this movie, we, we talked about this a bit with Ted, so I don't want to repeat myself too much Assuming people are going to listen to both these things But it is stunning how well this character is treated in this movie Like, he's not a punchline, he's not a, the butt of any jokes It's just like, this character happens to be in a wheelchair He doesn't go careening
1: just... down a, a cliff into some water because of an alien <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, okay, but he does go careening down some stairs like very after he's dead, from though. Now. Yeah, yeah, which to
1: me feels okay. Um, um, but he's just like, but they're doing arm wrestling. Yeah, he's jack His arms are jacked from from being in a wheelchair, and so he's arm wrestling everybody. And I don't, I didn't write down her name. Uh, there's the girl at the camp who just is so forward and so confident with him, and I love it. Because it's not that's not something like you think about when you think about horror slashers or even Friday the 13th, to be frank, that she's just like, hey, you stick it in me. Does it work? Great. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really delightful. She's like Blanche Devereaux meets Mae West. Uh, the wiki says there are six people at camp, but
0: um, so it's Jeff and Sandra, Vicky, Mark, Scott and Terry.
1: Oh, there. Are, yeah. I didn't realize there were three couples. Yeah. Oh, because Scott Scott was with the skinny dip. Scott and the skinny dip girl are the couple. Right, right. Um, um, also, there she, is a full flash of vag in this movie. That's what I just said. It's full frontal nudity. Oh uh, yeah, I did. I did, I don't want my, my brain to bring i that. God forbid you show a flash of wang, but full vag. Like there's not even a boy butt. Like why is she skinny dipping alone? They could be skinny dipping together.
0: Yeah, exa- exactly exactly equal opportunity yep. disgusting nudity if you must have it like sleepaway camp right right um which is a drunken commentary track you can check out at
1: patreon.com
0: slash dissecting the 80s yeah
1: uh she puts her clothes immediately on without toweling off and i was just like i yeah. hate yes
0: absolute psycho absolute psycho uh Scott is a big creep still. Scott is the aforementioned uh, slingshot to the butt man, by the way. I yeah, mean, full jeans, full in, boots.
1: Yes. Uh, he gets caught in a, uh, is it a bear trap? I I've, I've see them called bear snares, but like I've never seen a bear in one of those.
0: I believe it's a bear trap. I've only ever seen it in movies in a really nasty way. But yes, it is, I believe, a bear trap.
1: Yeah, I've only ever seen people in comedies or horror movies get stuck in these.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly that. Um, the, but this, this isn't a bear trap. This is an actual snare. He steps in a rope That's and right, like, yeah, hangs up. him upside down. Okay. I believe this is just called a snare. I've never heard it attached to bear. Sorry. I was getting movies confused. Bear trap is usually the the, the, the metal clamper thing. This is just a snare, um, designed to like incapacitate. Cause like you can get a deer with a snare or, or something like that. Basically.
1: I, I, I guess oh, I should I, say I've never seen an animal in a snare in a movie. I've yeah. only ever seen com people in comedies and horror movies.
0: Well, they're generally designed to like hang and kill the animal. So it's not like a pleasant thing
1: to watch. Like
0: the idea is you hang the loop at their head height and they oh. get their head stuck in it and then it, the tree launches and snaps and breaks their neck.
1: Because I've only ever seen it in horror movies, I and think that's comedies, how it works. I'm like, "Oh, if it's designed to string up an animal's legs,
0: yeah, I mean, I've seen people like I've seen survivalist type shows and movies where people make them to catch like rabbits and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that you, I don't know that they're. I mean, maybe they are just maybe it just catches them and you you kill them after. Like that would make I guess more sense because if they were dead, they'd probably get eaten by something else. So maybe it's not designed to kill them necessarily, but just like incapacitate animals is is the intended use of these. Uh, I don't think you see a lot of them in other situations because it's just not really like a situation most people find themselves in. Like sure. you're not necess- you know, necessarily unless you're living in the woods long term.
1: What was that movie about the father and daughter who were living in the woods and then they got a house by the social workers? The like real depressing one with
0: Ben. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben. Something. Yeah, yeah. Blonde, blonde guy who was in that X Men movie is the angel. Yes. Yeah, I don't know the name of it, but it's a sad movie. It's a weird pull for the jokey joke podcast. I don't know. Um, no, it's fine. I just was like, he. he there must be another movie he's referencing. Cause the one you're talking about is like a sad, serious, I, I don't know, drama have any other about, about PTSD. About people who live in the woods. No, yeah, they probably had snares in that movie. Yeah. Uh, um, Hottie Scotty dies, obviously. Well, there's also like a weird fourth wall break right before he cuts his throat in the snare. I didn't catch that. Jason, Jason Jason looks, like, down the barrel of the camera. He spikes, Spikes. that's what it's called, right? Spikes the camera, I believe is so. the term in, in the industry. Yeah, there's a weird, like, spike to camera with Jason. There's two of them in this movie. The second one comes later when it's, is it Ginny? It's it, It's when Ginny is is in the dark room. We'll get to it later. But she, like, does this weird thing where she, like, ducks down and then back up and is looking right down the barrel of the camera.
1: Huh. I, I guess I didn't catch those as being, you know fourth wall breaking
0: right right uh and then then so scott gets his throat cut and then the other uh person who was stuck behind i guess this is vicky uh she yes vicky went skinny dipping so yes i think no sorry no terry sorry okay terry went skinny dipping vicky is the one who gets it with the kitchen knife in the thing in the in in a minute yeah
1: she's she's mark's girlfriend
0: Yes, yes. So, so Terry is the, the, the skinny dipper, uh, I believe, is the one who finds dead Scott. And then so she screams and we get the impression Jason's going to kill her. And then the scream this is the other great edit. Um, and we talked about this in the other episode, so I won't get too into it. But this is uh, the first movie edited by uh, Sean Cunningham's uh, wife. Um, but there's two really solid edits in this. And uh, this is the second one that I really like. I I think her name is Betsy. I'm going to look it up as I said it in the other episode. But uh, she screams. And as she's screaming, it cuts to the wailing of a guitar solo at the bar.
1: Yeah, that is excellent. Uh, And then we cut to the counselors at the bar um, sort of speculating about Jason. And this is where Ginny gets all child psych and seems like super compassionate for Jason.
0: Yes, Amy Steele makes an absolute meal out of this Jason backstory speech. Like you talk about someone chewing the scenery, she's she's got the scenery, the lights, the 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 sound guys, boom mic. Like it's just like rawr, 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 chomping down. Yes, it's great. She was like, "I am gonna be on the Young and the Restless or General Hospital, <laughs> so help me God, let me let me get a hang of this speech."
1: I will get. I will replace someone else on on a soap opera
0: soon, please. Right, right. Right, right. Uh, Susan Cunningham, by the way, is the editor of this movie. Um, really solid job for, for a movie that is... This movie has some cool edits in it that
1: I really liked in the sort of Edgar Wright ballpark. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is, I wrote that uh, Jeff, the hat guy, is a Spirit Halloween John Travolta. and his, Yeah, definitely. His, his girlfriend, Sandra, is Discount Sue Snell from Carrie, <laughs> who I think is Amy Irving. Hmm.
0: Well, all the men ignore her speech because, of course, they do.
1: Yeah, she's—they're at the bar, and the the prankster guy is like collecting bottles. As she's like, she's basically turns into Quint from yes. Jaws, talking about. The I don't think he's Anapolis. collecting
0: bottles, unless you mean collecting bottles to mean that he is drinking his I face don't, off. I don't
1: think he's he's drank. 15 to 30 beers like i don't there's 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 45 beers in front of this guy and he can barely stand up. which is why i don't think i think he probably had like seven or eight but i don't think he had all of them i think ted has got like a hollow leg situation oh i thought he was just like grabbing him from down the bar like hey slide me that bottle
0: i think ted is hammered i think ted is just
1: totally i think he is
0: too but he's also a weirdo because that's how he doesn't die. Spoilers. He gets so drunk he can't leave the bar. Like well, he every
1: not. Well, that's the thing is that like all the other counselors who were at the bar didn't go home. That's true. That's true. Although some of them do at the end. I thought no. I don't think so. I thought it was just Ginny and Mark who go, or Ginny and Paul who go back. I thought okay. Maybe that's right. So the
0: teens. The 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 one couple at this point is getting hot and heavy. They sneak off to bed. This is when the other character, um, I believe it's Mark and Vicky. Vicky. Yeah, Mark and Vicky. She's she's like very bluntly like, "Do your legs work? How about your penis?" <laughs> so just like no no being around this bush.
1: She holds up a, a hot dog and a and a donut, and she's like. Like, gives him a wink as she puts it together. Like, <laughs> hey? Yes. Huh? Yes. And she goes, she-, she, in her in her brain, in her head headcanon goes, I'm going to get laid at a camp in the summertime. Better go put on my giant wool sweater. Yes. And basic brown panties and then a full oh. bottle of perfume. Well,
0: she does. She changes into definitely nicer, like sexier seeming material. Uh, th-
1: I, those were uh, boring, basic ass brown. Pants. But they were silky looking.
0: Like, she has on, like, cotton underpants. And so then it's like, oh, these are a little silky looking. This is the best pair of underwear I brought to camp with me. <laughs> like, these JC Penny looking. I mean, look, there was a different time, okay? There was not this many lingerie options. We get our requisite Friday the 13th special skills section of your resume portion of the movie where we get a little harmonica playing. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, she she starts making out with Mark and then they try to figure out, uh, oh, they figured out which cabin to go to. And then um, that's J- when
1: she goes to get changed and Mark. Right, right. This is where you realize so Jason's Mark's gonna watching die. her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're Jason like, oh. is watching.
0: Yeah, she's searching uh, for her hairbrush at this point without having put any pants on. So she's just wearing the nicer underwear that she dug out of the drawer and the sweater and is like, oh, where is my hairbrush? And all I could think of was the veggie veggie song. Do you remember this? Okay. (laughs) Um, That is a Christian (laughs) vegetable-based uh, a vegetable based Christian children's video that you used to watch but I remember one of the songs just hitting me funny and I still
1: think it's funny like that the cucumber Larry the cucumber br- he was silly songs with Larry and there was the intermission of your yeah. like of your morality tale
0: right and it was like where where's my hairbrush and it turns out that uh,
1: Larry the tomato why do you need a hairbrush you don't have any hair I gave what it could- to the peach what could this mean? No hair? <laughs> I don't know. I just remember vividly like No that you're right, gave he it. gave it to the peach. He, I just remember
0: the punchline being I give it to the peach because you have no hair. And I think about that every time I eat a peach <laughs> or use a hairbrush. But she's looking for a hairbrush with no pants on, which is a move that like only happens in quarantine where you're like, are these underwear nice enough to go outside in? Probably.
1: <laughs> Will these pass as shorts?
0: Yeah, I have to take the recycling out. I'm not wearing shorts. Can I get away? Oh, they're black. No one's going to know. So Marcus
1: starts looking for his date, and he gets a machete to the face. When you stop and think about it, it's annoying, because he would have clearly seen the person holding the machete. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You would think he would see... You would see he'd... uh, He would... You would think he would
1: see jason but he can't really do anything at that point you know what i mean it's just very like there's no it's it's when you're watching it it's him from behind and then all of a sudden from like in a pretty close you know three-quarter shot would that be shoulders yeah i guess so yeah that seems about right all of a sudden from out of from off frame left the hand swings in with the with the cleaver and it's like oh how did it where did you come from (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah, and then so he dies quickly and he goes tumbling down the stairs like a staircase that I don't remember that like we've never seen before. No, and it's like longer than the exorcist stairs. And my favorite <laughs> part is I was just saying nice things about her editing, but I, this is a legitimate knock. There's this ridiculous zoom like on him. Crash zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like real hard zoom to him as he falls down the stairs, which is I found
1: very funny. Yeah. Uh, So then we cut to the two lovers. I wrote fornicators. You're very generous. Mm. Well, they were like a couple. Uh, It looks like Jeff is taking a nap on her. Yes. This Uh, doesn't look like anyone is having that good of a time. Well, they are teenagers, so. Yeah. But Jason gets both of them at the same time. Yeah. He shows up in his town that feared sundown mask and picks up the (laughs) the spear, which I've never seen that movie. It's on my list. All right, we'll pause. Finish the thought. Uh, picks up the spear from the prank and then kebabs them both and the bed. It's a really great Friday 13th murder. Like, really great kill.
0: Delightful. This is, like, exactly Pretty what well. you want out of Jason Voorhees. This is where they're starting to get it, right? Like, this is absurd. This is what we want out of this. It's, like, it, it, more silly. Um Briefly. The Town that Dreaded Sundown, both the original and the remake, are excellent. The first movie is super, super fun to watch. I actually caught it a couple of years ago on Turner Classic Movies, of all things. So it had that great in- intro by the, the guy whose yeah. name I can't remember who, who just died fairly recently. But one of the things uh, I've always wanted to do for like a, a a magazine article is that movie, both of them, take place in Tex Arcana. Uh, Arkansas mm-hmm. which is like right on the border of Arkansas and Texas and every year the last movie that their municipality shows for their summer movie series is The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Oh. And it's the town loves it the way that like we love The Blob in the Phoenixville area. That's cool. Uh, well, Phoenixville loves The Blob. Obviously, we're not from Phoenixville. Um but both movies super hold up and the second movie is like very it's it's, it's like sort a, of a continuation, like a recall, right? Yes. Yes. Like the things that happened in the first movie are like part of the the through line. I watched them as a double feature and I highly recommend watching it that way. It was a super fun night of movies.
1: Okay. I don't know if they're streaming anywhere right now. I think they are. I've seen, I believe I've seen at least one of them on, on uh, Xfinity. Okay. They feel like stuff that would be on Tubi. Yeah. At least, at least the original feels Tubi.
0: Yeah, but they're both really delightful, um, really, really, really fun movies. I I liked both of them quite a lot. But yes, it is it is a town the Dreadhead sundown mask that Jason is wearing. And then, um, oh, it turns out it's on Prime right now. Which one? The original. Oh great, maybe maybe I'll watch tonight. And the other one is just available for rent. But like I said, the the, the second one isn't as good. But the the first one I really like. There's a really gnarly Trombo- uh, trombone. I, I was, thing. yeah.
1: If, when you, I read the wiki for the for the requel. And it said, it was like, it recreates the iconic trombone from the first sequel, from the first movie. And I was like, huh? It's, it's cool. It's, it's a good movie. I I recommend uh, both to
0: you and listeners to, to check out The Town of Dread Sundown. It's from 1974 and 2014, so it'll
1: never be on this show. Well, don't say never. There are leap years.
0: Well, yes, but I just, leap years are for specific things, which is like me torturing you or you torturing me. And I just feel like this doesn't do either. Um... So at this point we cut back to the bar and Ted is like swaying on his feet after his 200th beer and he's looking for an after hours club which is like really telling you how drunk he is. I'm also like, "Girl, where do you think you are?" <laughs> have you ever been to an after hours place? Yeah, in Philly. Okay. Cool. You're I I was like, "You're cooler than me and probably would have done this. I've never ever ever been and, to a Well, I like used to so, there's uh, Are they clubs or clubs. is it just a bar? It's a club. Do so
1: you have to be a member? No. Oh, no, 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 no. no. It's not like a it's like a club, like a dance club. It's not like a membership thing. But do they serve alcohol after closing time? They Well, so it's I guess we call it after hours because it's open till four. But do they stop serving alcohol at like two? No, not that I know of. I remember for a while it was like there was a tray of hot dogs in the corner and it was like, they're available for purchase. Don't purchase. Please don't purchase. <coughs> so like they got that's how I remember hearing that that's how they got away with it. I see. Um, But I remember there was a, there's like a local drag competition that happens there and the competition usually goes to like one or two. And then from two to four is the like, Hey, it's just dancing and drinking.
0: Yeah. So my impression of an after hours club is like, you have to be a member, but because you're a member, they can serve alcohol to you after hours. Oh, I never realized that That, that was, yeah. Your, your thing also sounds like I'm, been too old for it since the day i was born but the, the the same general vibe applies for sure so jason is hiding uh under the bed in the bed un, in the bed right and he uh
1: yeah he does he, he pulls this is when a he does just the, like a Parker sit up in hocus pocus
0: yes well i i gave it the michael myers he does the michael myers sit up under the sheets he does the
1: like whoosh, you know where you don't you just oh i like, thought it was more of a the pulls the sheets off and he pops up
0: well, he does. He does, but he. You're right. Sorry. So, but once she does it, he does a sit up like, like, uh, like, the, like Michael Myers or oh, the Undertaker, true. where it's like from the waist only. You know, snap
1: up. Uh, and that's Vicky, right? And he just stabs her in the face. Right.
0: This is where you see his gross thumb, where he clearly, like, at some point during the filming of this,
1: got a blood blister. <laughs> Those are so gross they hurt so bad get... and they f- yeah and then you just have to watch it grow out and pop out your thumbnail yeah <laughs> it's horrible weird it's all feeling.
0: I'm, I'm getting like squeamish just thinking about it
1: i did it to my thumb in the in the theater department truck flatch thing in college barf 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 so Ginny comes home with paul and finds yes. a bloody empty bed and yes. paul's like they're goofing what she just like stands and watch watches him get killed
0: like jason pops out and is murdering paul and she's just like stand like do something
1: Ginny. i i also wrote that her reactions are not big enough for this scene right right and then we get the scene from mean girls which which one where she so she after uh jason pops up and attacks attacks or kills i think just attacks Paul, she runs to another cabin and like shuts the door and like slowly like tries to get her bearings. And it's the scene that uh, Janice, Ian, and Damien are watching when Katie bursts through the door on Halloween. Oh, oh yeah, that's cool. Because mm-hmm. Katie comes in the room as soon as Jason smashes through the window. <laughs> yeah, that is him through the window is scary as hell. Oh, totally. And they get a great pitchfork through the door scare.
0: Yeah, I like that shot a lot. It's really, it's really
1: well put together. And so she tries to run he away. He does
0: a little Jack Torrance action. Basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Here's Jason. She tries to run away to the car, but of course it's a ragtop. I feel like ragtops were super common before
0: 1990. <laughs> yeah. but The old ones were like, there was no foam in there. Nothing to like pad the noise. It was just basically a bit of cloth. It's just like you could punch it was through it. some burlap in canvas. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Jason tries to cut through the roof. And we get, it's just a very weird, dreamy final girl circuit.
0: Yeah, this this whole sequence from like Paul to the end is is kind of like cat and mousey in the way that I get I find a little tedious. Although I will say, is it after? Is did we? Did, I wanted to talk about. Did we talk about the part where like they're in the dark room and she's like, "He's in here. He's in here." That's that right happens before, right before he right kills, before Paul, she kills right? Paul. He kills Paul. Okay. Okay. That is one of the coolest shots in any of the Friday the 13th or sequences. rather. It's not really a shot. It's it's a dark room. You can't see a damn thing, which is scary to begin with. Like your own house is scary in the dark, but she's in like an unfamiliar place. And then she starts she just knows. Right. Like she's just like, oh, my God, I can feel that this this maniac is in here with us. And so she's screaming about it but there's no lights on. And so you and the audience can kind of see where Jason is, but even yeah. you are not hundred percent sure. It's just a really great sequence. It's one of the best Friday 13 sequences flat out.
1: Um, so we cutting back to where we were, she's hiding under a bed. Uh, she also screams like Dorothy Gale a lot. I didn't realize yeah. it until I was, I was like, Oh, that's a Dorothy Gale scream. Like when she's in the twister and the, and she gets hit on the hit in the back with the, uh, with the shutters. Right, right, right. Um, but she's hiding under a bed and then she pees. She's so scared, yes. she pees, and like that always we- because
0: I- of a rat.
1: Oh, I didn't realize the rat was what did it. That weirds me. But out.
0: like, but but like, but like, at this point, you watched your friend get murdered, you saw this other dead body, you were close enough to Jason to knee him in the balls a second ago. Like, you smelled his weird, like, this man has never showered. He must have the worst odor in the history of odors. Oh, of course. And the thing that finally is like, you know what? My bladder can't take it anymore. is a rat? Like, she should have been eating that thing at this point. Just, like, taking a bite out of this <laughs> back' crack its back. Right. She's like, I thought you tasted like pizza. Where are my coins for the games? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're the turtles, Master Splinter. No. Oh, I meant Chucky. E. Cheese. I know that, but I went somewhere oh, okay, else. Okay, okay. So this is where we get the payoff of the tiny chainsaw. And then she also breaks a chair over his back, because why not? It is some
0: straight-up WWE business. It is a delight. It's like breakaway chair, Chris Farley style, just like yes. smash. I love that so much. That that goes on. That, so, like, obviously, Extra, who's had a head injury and has a head bandage, is number one for me. But Extra, who gets smashed with a chair or bottle in a bar fight,
1: also high on so the So you list. don't want to swing the chair. You want to get hit with the chair. Oh!
0: I want to get hit with the chair, yeah, or the bottle over my head. Like I want to receive the thing. I think it's you. You get more screen time if you get
1: hit versus Probably. doing the hitting. So she runs away into his little uh, fort, which which drives me crazy. It's like there's a chainsaw right there, girl. Gut this man like a fish. Well, I think I think she did use the chainsaw and it didn't work. Yeah. Um. And there's a hockey stick that he's used to build his fort, and I was like, I love a lovely little bit of foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think it, like, I think that was accidental foreshadowing, but it oh, is yeah. great. And also stands to what we talked about with Ted and what we have said for years as well, of, like, the best Friday the 13th thing they haven't
1: done is, like, put this mofo on an ice, like, let's get it icy. Let's have an iced up lake. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. I think there is a scary movie where someone gets, like, run over with a Zamboni or, like, something or their bodies in the back and then the Zamboni drives and it's, like, all blood out the back.
0: There is, there is, it
1: might be Zombieland. It is
0: definitely, I definitely know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't remember what it is. But there is a very funny moment where the guy gets run over by a Zamboni. I'll find it. I don't think it's a horror movie, though.
1: Okay. Um. So she is in his room, his secret chamber, where he's got, I guess, so I guess she does know that it's his mother was involved, right? It's Deadpool. I didn't see Deadpool, so it must. Be, I must be thinking of a different movie. The, the,
0: the clip went viral okay he like he he like shoots a guy and the guy's like crawling and deadpool is like very slowly driving a zamboni behind him he's like you're gonna get killed by
1: a zamboni (laughs) um but this is one of my only complaints is that she very quickly adapts to this plan of let me put on a sweat this this gnarly ass sweater
0: yeah, she puts on this sweater that at this point is like mostly mostly moth, um, and then she like drops it her face so she's like six inches away from the crusted up head of Mama Voorhees that's on this table like a bowling ball, and then she starts tucking her hair into the collar to like match her hairdo. It's wild how quickly she comes up with this plan and then gets very specific.
1: Yeah, like this is beyond I'm a psych a child psych student. This is this is yes. crazy town. Yeah, and no, so it's delightfully weird. Rather than take the head off the table, she just stands in front of it.
0: Yes, and it starts being like, you're all done now, Jason. Mama is very proud of you and all the murdering you did. I think did.
1: that's what I, like, why would she assume that Jason is putting his mother on a table because she wants him to mur- murder? Like, I, yeah, why? I have no idea. It makes sense. It's such a no weird sense. jump to have gone to. Yes.
0: Um... Uh, Jason, like, for a minute is like, oh, yeah, mom. And then
1: is like, "Now wait a second. Because he sees feel her right. head. Right, right. And the spell is broken. And then Paul tries to mansplain the day and Ginny has to save his ass.
0: Yeah. Uh, then she gets him in the shoulder with a machete. Right. Good. Buries mm-hmm. this thing in there. Um, and there's like all this eye rolling and just... Ridiculous business, and then she takes off
1: Jason's mask, but we don't get to see it. Yes, and then we see the dog come back, uh, and like it, this is where Ted has some, some very interesting theories that I won't talk about because I want you to go listen to him because he's way more <laughs> eloquent about these theories. Yeah, um, Ted's Ted's end of the movie theory
0: is delightful. I did not put this together on on my own. It would be, but like I love straight it. Straight up thievery. It is. Yeah. No. It's. I think he's right, but it's very interesting. My favorite part of this though, which we didn't get into with Ted, is Paul like knocks her over basically and then carries her a little bit which i just like it looks like he's it looks like he shoves her and trips her and then he's
1: like oh let me help you and i was like what
0: you knocked her over in the first place um
1: so a slow-mo jason attack because that's how these movies end with a very weird looking jason he's got like a beard and red hair right Yes, yeah, he's he's got a real
0: mountain man look. Like he looks like the kind of uh, Wrong if you turn. were to go on a cheap dark ride at like a, a a boardwalk and it was like the scary mine. This picture like what one of the miners he'd be having a jug of moonshine and be like, "Y'all best be careful going down in there." And it would be like real janky robot. That's yeah, what, that's what he would look like.
1: Um, and so we. Then cut to uh, a slow push in on Mama Voorhees and the way this head because this, I think this head looks different than the rest of the movie head. I do too. I think it looks like I a kept- person in makeup, and I thought it was going to open its eyes. Every single time I watch this movie, I think it's going to
0: open its eyes, and I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. Why would it open? There's this, it's Jason, not the mama, but every time I see this, I'm like, oh my god, it's going to open its eyes. Um, but right I think before that, like she makeup. It does look like makeup. No, I think it I think your theory is correct, which is probably why we think the eyes are going to open. But right before that, she is like being helped into an ambulance, but they can't find Paul. So, you know, don't know what happened to him. Would you recommend Friday the 13th part two? Oh, totally. I love the Friday the 13th movies yeah i'm i'm with you this is a real real fun one it's on prime i believe and a couple other places as well super duper fun uh i believe all these or some of these are on that cbs all access streaming as well but
1: super fun one my favorite remains the 13th make no sense yes you can watch one and five here you can watch two and three there four and seven here
0: there's a really gorgeous-looking Blu-ray set coming out um, later this year from Shout Factory, which I am trying to get a review copy of, and so we may be doing more Friday the Thirteenth in yes, October please. if that happens. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a this is a really fun one. I, my favorite remains number four, but I think this one's really solid. The first four are all very good. Um, I agree, you know, all, all very solidly made don't forget to hop over to that second episode with Ted and, and hear his really great theory about the end of this movie. Uh, good tease there. Good. It's like, almost like we've been doing this a while. That was a good tease. (laughs) Um, but super fun interview with Ted. We really appreciate his time and, and, uh, how much fun we had there. So make sure you check that out. It's, it's really worth it. Um, don't forget to check us out. Uh, at Dissect the 80s on Twitter, dissect the 80s on Facebook. If you haven't checked out patreon.com slash Dissecting the 80s, you should do that. We are more than halfway now to our new stretch goal, which is uh, if we get to $150 a month, we will do a bonus episode every single month for everybody who's a subscriber Ooh. at the $5 or higher level. So check it out. Uh, see if there's a one that works for you. Don't forget, if you haven't yet, rate and review the show wherever you get it. If it's not on iTunes, send us a screenshot because it's hard to track down all these different places. But if you rate the show and review it and send it to us, we will read it on the air. So if you want to hear your words coming out of our mouth, rate the show. Uh, we will be back on August 10th with a movie I'm sure Andrew's excited about, Xanadu. Yeah. 40th anniversary. We're doing a movie musical a movie musical on roller Thank skates you. on roller skates. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate it and appreciate you taking your time out, especially during these quarantine times when you're not probably commuting to listen to us. I have been triplano Commuting. Y- y- oh, yes. Uh, yes. I'm I'm so- If you're out there working, we really appreciate it. <laughs> Stay safe. Keep your masks on. We hope that this is all over soon. I have been Triplano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time.
1: Don't you forget about me.
0: Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production.